Bright. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. San Francisco, Mutiny Radio. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go san francisco mutiny radio san francisco mutiny radio why not make a donation streaming live the station district of the mission MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Look, why not go to MutinyRadio.fm Hit the donate button Stream them live Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... 
let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. All right, all right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of House of Pride Radio coming straight at you live from San Francisco with your host right here, DJ Tweaker Turner. In just a minute, we're going to start our Top 20 Pride Countdown. Uh, the year ending 2021, the biggest, baddest hits of last year. The club songs that made you work it on the dance floor. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back and begin the countdown with your host, Tweaker Turner, on House Pride Radio.
You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, good duh. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Night Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Oh, and, uh, I caught you in the middle of a sippy sip. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for having me once again. Ready to watch this film. I get a kick out of this film. Well, we're really excited, man. This is our number one goal. <laughs> <laughs> Go. That's right. We're watching a soccer movie. We're on mutinyradio.fm right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Arrived. <laughs> uh, thank you, Carl, for that song. Uh, but we are. Uh, it's a great station. It's on the internet. You type in mutinyradio.fm. You know what I do is I use a streaming service on an app. My little podcast app, I can type in, I think it's an M-U, M3U file or something like that. And I type it in, and it's like Muni Radio, and I can listen to Muni Radio anytime. It's like I'm a radio get station. that clear for the audience because they can do it now. It's the M. Listen, I've already mumbled our acronym. If you want to follow our podcast, please subscribe on I, Apple Tunes. Uh, yeah. And you. Uh, and so. We do it by our acronym. That's Let's L Watch W A A Full Length F L Movie M O on O YouTube Y T. So L W A F L M O Y T. So if you want to follow a podcast, go there. Hey, we Carl's been syncing up these movies. We watch a movie on YouTube. We want you to watch the movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time. However, you could also just subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Carl has been syncing up the movies, so you don't even have to sync it up. So you have three options right here. You can listen to it first, streaming. How exciting is that? Watch the movie on YouTube, on Mutiny Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Donate to them on Venmo, at Mutiny Radio. You can go get a podcast at iTunes. Do not write us a review. It's obviously either my brother who wrote a review seven years ago, or... I don't know. I think my brother wrote one another five years ago. You don't have to rate us on iTunes, but you can subscribe to us. Use our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, or just go to YouTube, subscribe to us every week. We post L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Carl, we have a soccer movie this week. What is the film we're watching this week? This week we are watching Hot Shot. 1989. It's really not 1989, but that's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Hot shot, singular. If you put in hot shots, you're going to get hot shots. Hot shot, 1989. And the channel we like is The Archive. There's no space. No, the yes, Archive. but it's The Archive. If the, oh. the article, the, precedes a word that begins with a vowel, like oh, archive. Oh, that's the rule. Yeah, that's then it becomes the. Yeah. Nobody ever taught me that. Thank you, Michael. See, that's Brandeis. Brandeis. <laughs> right. 
Well, you went to uh, the college Montclair State. Monkey no, State. No, I never say that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're going to start our show. Uh, well, we're going to start our show. So we, so listen, here's what we want you to do. This is going to be a lot of steps, like at least five steps. So we want to make sure that you got this. So we're going to give you a lot of time. But here's what we would like you to do. Go ahead, type in Hot Shots 1989. No, no, singular, singular. Hot shot. Yeah, not hot shots. That's what I was going to say. It's not the pop culture phenomenon, hot shots, Charlie <laughs> Sheen. It says hot shot, and then it's one word, 1989. Two, word. Two words. Hot shot. Two words. Open compound. Uh, open oh, compound. Well, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I would love to diagram a sentence or two with you. We'll talk about it off air. Off air. Uh, 1989. Hot shot with the space and you will find it and the channel is the archive and uh make sure you subscribe to the archive they have some cool yeah. stuff and then uh go ahead click the link hit pause now there's going to be ads popping up on this yeah. a trick we try and sometimes it works is that yes. the youtube video that keeps popping up ads we push it all the way to the right and we play the last 10 seconds of the movie and then when it ends we click play again and that so way, it, it, yeah. hit like hit fast forward or slide, you know, watch a little bit at the end, like see the credits and then, you know, just let it end and hit replay, replay. Right. And then when you hit replay, hit pause. And if you don't yeah. want to fast forward, just hit the link, hit pause, move it to the left. But we are going to, Carl, Carl is going to be keeping time with us. His version will be the version we're going to be watching. So when we have ads, then they, hopefully they'll sync up together. We will skip the ads together if they pop up. But one way to get rid of that is by playing to the end. It's the front. It's what I heard. Or just watch our YouTube channel. And then you don't have to think about it at all. Oh, my God. Because the right. movie's synced. Now, so you got it. You did it. You have it all synced up. We are going to do a countdown. And not we. We have a celebrity comedian who's going to do our celebrity comedian countdown yeah. to kick off this film. Carl, take it away. Okay, now this is your interview. Should we say that? You, okay. Do you want to? Yeah, all right. Let me do that. Switch your roof. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Wait, that Carl, take it away, and I'll pick it up right from here, okay? All right. Okay, you, you said, Carl, take it away. Well, okay, Mike, but I'm turning it back to you because we're doing the old switcheroo, this time not for the movie, but for the interview. Oh, well, I'm very excited. Uh, now, as I always say every week, I have not listened to these interviews, so I don't know who the celebrity comedian that I interviewed is, but I'm sure they did a great job. Don't tell me. Uh, I know who it is, I Take it away, me. Oh, uh, thank you, Mike, for that introduction. However, comedian, Celebrity Comedian Countdown has a special host, you, Mike Spiegelman. Uh, that was a lousy introduction to Carl, and he deserves better. Welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown uh, with your special host today, Mike. Uh, and we are here with Colin Mahan, the oh, great yay. Colin Mahan. Hi, Colin. All right. Great to uh, be here. Great to have you here. I, I really appreciate it. I feel blessed. I in my puny diminutive life i had two successful collaborators and that is colin and carl and i've worked with you guys for decades so it's worlds for me, are colliding it worlds yeah. are colliding this is the uh <laughs> crisis on infinite earth for mike spiegelman right here i love it so 
It's great to have you here. Uh, we are doing the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Helen, I've known you since the 90s. You were probably one of the funniest comedians I know. Uh, oh, it's great to be on video. You don't know me. Oh, oh, oh shit, right. video phone. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we worked together uh, since the 90s and uh, doing sketch comedy. And uh, one of the reasons that's very exciting to have you here is that we are recording this a little bit earlier than air date. This is uh, January 23rd, 2022. And Colin. Hey! Hey! We were going to perform That's as right. guest comedy. Well, we were duo. supposed to be in Sketchfest tonight, right? That's right. The twentieth anniversary of Sketchfest, as a matter of fact, but uh, COVID had other plans. COVID had right. other plans. You know, the twentieth anniversary was supposed to happen last year. They yeah. postponed live performances, did yeah. uh, a video stream, uh, which I, I haven't seen yet. And then uh, this year they were going to do live, and they canceled yeah. it because of Omicroni. And, yeah. uh, now it's like going to be the 20 ish anniversary, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we are actually scheduled, rescheduled for February 5th, 3rd. No, uh, same, same, no, no, uh, data. no, no, oh. it's February. We're oh. the last, we're the last day of the, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. The, February 5th, I think of the, of 2023, 2023. So, so mark your year from now we can probably rehearse by yeah. then. <laughs> Omega Cron, Omega Cron would be over by that point. We'll be done yeah. with all the, yeah. And we can do one. It. Zeto, Zetotron. Are you disappointed? Are you sad you're not, we're not in San Francisco performing? Heck yeah. I mean, uh, it's always fun to go to Sketchfest, Spiegelman, and perform with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I it was going to be with, it was going to be with Please Leave the Bronx, another 90s sketch group. Yeah. And that was going to be fun. Yeah, fun. that's right. Our colleagues, Please Leave the Bronx. Well, next year, mark your calendar. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Our listeners who may not be familiar with our sketch comedy might have recognized your voice by now. You, of course, helped us with our Christmas show last year. Uh, oh, yes. Doing a lot a, of fun. Yeah, redumbing a trailer for Pinocchio. Yeah, really fun. Cool. You ah, Pinocchio, yes. <laughs> Roberto Benini. Roberto Benini. And then uh, we also did a, a Potential Young Woman. Is that the name? Promising. Yes. Promising well, Young yeah. Woman. But uh, the, the parody would be Potential Young Woman. That's funny. I can't. I love that movie, but I can never get the title right. But you did. Uh, I asked you, like, point blank, can you do uh, Alfred Molina? And you just nailed Alfred it. Alfred Molina, yeah. Hello, Peter. Yeah, I love Alfred Molina. He's a great actor. Ah, of course. Now, what do you, like, like, yeah, keep going. No, please. no, he's the, he's the English, and he, he always, you can never tell because he can do any accent, basically. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, you did it on the spot. Like, how do you, when you do an impression, like, is that like your way to start? You say Alfred Molina, he's British, but he sounds American. Like, what do you do to, when you have to do an impression on the spot? Well, that's that's always tough. But uh, I'll just kind of like, well, some people like Alfred Molina, I happen to always like would do walking around the house and stuff like that, even though I'd never really done it on <laughs> stage. But so that was a little bit easier. But if there's ones that I don't know, then I just kind of like, if I can't get a good one done, I'll just do like a, a broad caricature of that person, you know, because that's still funny enough in the uh, context of like a preview or something like that. But if it's a real, if it's like a really, if I need to get a really good impression down, I'll just start with kind of like, yeah, like, I don't really know. I'll like start with a couple of the phrases, the key phrases, like, hello, Peter, you know, from Spider-Man No Way Home. And yeah. then I'll, I'll just repeat that ad nauseum. I'll walk around repeating whatever those couple of key words are, and then I'll it'll kind of train my brain on how that person talks, right? So Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And then one of the great things I love about your impressions is that it's not just the impression itself, the words. Like, a lot of your uh, content is caustic. Uh, there's a lot of, like, satire and parody. Like, 
how do you approach that? So let's say you're doing like uh, Alfred Molina. I, I think of your Michael Douglas impression doing the prescription advertisement. Like right. you are doing that. You, yeah. you, you're nailing Michael Douglas, but you're also like parodying, like really savagely parodying those those prescription ads, like force your doctor yeah. to sign the prescription. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was Gene Hackman originally, right? Ask your doctor about Pralozontargon. Pester your doctor for Pralozontargon. Beg your doctor for Pralozontargon. Leave vaguely threatening messages on your doctor's voicemail <laughs> about getting Pralozontargon. Break into your doctor's house, kill him and his wife, cut his hand off, and make the dead hand wretched prescription for Pralozontargon. <laughs> Pralozontargon. This product has not been tested. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, right there, there's so many fucking levels. It's not just a Gene Hackman impression. You are... <laughs> using that celebrity to make your point on, on the on the system like do you like have certain celebrities and certain fucking issues you kind of like to connect with yeah or like... yeah definitely well usually it's like for some reason like well i'll have like celebrities in one column and then like a, a bit in another column right and i'll say who would be funny like saying those words because some things it's like uh like James Spader, I, I, I vaguely, uh, what is, what is, there's a bit, I can't remember the bit, but like James Spader's, you know, he's kind of low energy. I'm James Spader. So he can't, he doesn't say certain things as funny as like Gene Hackman would say something else, right? So I try to like match them together. And then um, really like nobody really likes caustic comedy, really. <laughs> so in order to soften <laughs> it, in order to soften it, I'll do it with an impression, right? Like, um. Now work with me. What was the Tom Cruise? I can't remember my bits. That's just because I'm an older gentleman and things fall out of my head. But uh, yeah, likewise. But, uh, the thing is, like, uh, I, I doing an impression, being like a guy that does impressions. That's kind of like what you're supposed to be doing if you're gonna make a lot of make money, right? Like get on shows, etc. So you have to do impressions. But I would never want to be like. Um, I mean, I love Rich Little. I think he was awesome, right? Rich Little's like great impressionist, but his material wasn't like really challenging that much. So I would want to like do challenging things, but then I wanted to also get work. So I would do impressions. But now that said though, as I gotten older, I like doing silly things that don't aren't caustic is also a lot of fun. You know, it doesn't really matter as long as it gets laughs. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a good point about Rich Little because he kind of, it, it becomes more shorthand for the person himself than anything. He's right. Saying. Yeah. 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 It's just like, you're laughing at, he does great, great voices and like, it's a little bit silly and that's good enough. And that's, that is actually good enough. Like as younger comics, I felt like we always wanted to like really, but now as I'm older, I just like, you know, let's also have some fun too, make some points. But, and it, right now though, it's like really much more difficult to make points, especially in Florida. Like nobody, like at least half the audience doesn't want to hear what I have to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good. That's a, it's an improvement from uh, the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, so, you're right. One one of the things uh listeners might recognize you because you are a professional and you are have been in the movie series franchise Halloween. Oh as yeah. A, yeah. As uh, a, evil on two legs. Oh god. I watched him for 18 <laughs> years staring at the wall looking at this night, Sheriff. Yeah. I yeah. The voice of Sam Loomis. Which now is the Loomis. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I love he deserves his own series, you know, cuz he's so cool, right? I see an audible the the, oh, yeah. God, the recorded tapes of Dr. Sam Loomis. Right. Oh God, that would be so cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that was like a thrill because I'm a huge John Carpenter fan from you know way back from '78, and um, you know, and just I love John Carpenter. All of his movies. He's so he's a great director, and especially Donald Pleasance, who was in so many of his cool movies. And I would just do a Donald Pleasance impression, and nobody else did Donald Pleasance because it's like he's so 
he's like a niche actor even even he never even during halloween i was like his heyday kind of but he was still not somebody that like people would remember but uh, comics always liked it right well people but, um, people remember escape from new york yeah so people recognize the, the, his role yeah. they just may not yeah exactly you know. but and like you only live twice he's done a ton of movies that people remember but they don't really remember ever think of him or they didn't ever think of him now you know he's been passed away for a long time but but I remember doing him and like the comics would always laugh, right? And the, the back of the room, the proverbial back of the room <laughs> would laugh. But the audience would sometimes get it. I think they recalled who that was. But then that was like, after like 20 years went by, I get a call to do a voice for the, a Halloween thing. And I thought it was like a DVD commentary track and they just needed like someone to do how, like they were gonna re-release the Halloween movies with a special commentary track or something like wow. that. I thought it was that. I was kind of like, what is this? Because I get, because you know, as a comedian, don't you sometimes get like weird emails out of the blue? Like, I got this show I want you to be a part of. It's really cool. And it's really a weird show, right? You don't want to be a part of it. But then I finally, I figured out that I, I talked to the guys and I realized it was the new movie they were remaking, the reboot. It's like a requel kind of, right? Because it's, it's a Re reboot, but it's also a sequel. It's totally awesome too. But that, so that's like a thrill of my life was like, you know, auditioning to be Donald Pleasance. It's kind of the high point of my career, honestly. So it's a great performance. I, it's really well done because it's the movie's really blight. I mean, it's really tough to sit through these movies. They're really like, especially the, their, re, their requel brutal. is like, it's brutal. Yeah. That kid crying and before he gets die, like there's yeah. a lot of like sad, deep sadness. So you go in through this relentless and then halfway in the middle of the film, there's a close up of a cassette player and they yeah. press play and your voice is like in the middle of the movie. And yeah. then it's just an amazing film for that. I haven't seen the sequel. I, I'm waiting for the oh, last cool. movie. It is cool. I know. Yeah. Are you are you in this you are in the sequel, right? Well, I'm in I'm def I'm in Halloween Kills as well. There's like an extended flashback scene with Dr. Loomis in the beginning. That's totally cool. They found a, a lookalike actor and they filmed it looks just like the seventy eight movie. It's really cool. And that's your voice. Yeah, that's my voice. I did so I had to go in and like uh, loop the dialogue with the actor on the screen. That was really cool. That's really and then cool. There's a lot more that they didn't use, but so I'm thinking maybe they're going to put that in the the third one. But um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know, I know they're already they're they're done filming the third one. So, wow. Well, you know, it would be cool because it it anchored the first movie, and I see it in the. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the second one. It would be kind of cool if Loomis is in the in the final. Oh. One, but yeah, it would, it would almost be weird if he wasn't since they brought him back for the other two and he is yeah. like the key element he's like him and jamie lee curtis those are the two people you associate with halloween more than anything you know and michael myers of course yeah. but if they're opening up more sequels then they can get rid of loomis at this point and <laughs> yeah. a whole new world oh yeah out there absolutely there could be a new doctor or someone who chases him but i think loomis his character could ha easily have some kind of spin-off series i would love it him limping around <laughs> like he did in six All right, exactly. well, well, Hollywood, you know, don't don't crush this guy's soul. We enough already. We yeah. are uh, we are ready. Uh, so yeah. So Colin, how wait, do people wait, find speaking you? Speaking of Mike Myers, speaking of Mike Myers. Oh yeah, baby. That's speaking of Mike Myers, yes. What a great segue. Thank you, Carl. Crazy baby. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We, so Spiegelman, I don't know if you remember this. In the '90s, we worked on a, a CD-ROM game about uh, Austin Powers. A CD ROM. I don't even remember what a CD ROM is. Yeah, that's well, right. Berkeley yeah. Systems. Berkeley Systems. Yes. Yeah. And we made uh, this Austin Powers game. It's pretty awesome. It's a trivia you know, game. I have it on the shelf. 
Oh, good. Yeah, I have it on myself too. I can't play it on any of my computers though, but uh, I think it's all uploaded onto YouTube anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. That, right, was, so that was exciting. That was a really fun time. The dot well, com was, bubble. The dot com. It was really exciting because it was basically they were doing you don't know Jack games, and as, as a contractor, yeah. the story I heard was that. Uh, uh, Jack people provided content, but it was Berkeley system that had created yeah. this, this template. Absolutely. Yeah. So they wanted to work with cheaper people and not with jelly vision. So right. they, they hired comedians in the Bay area. Uh, Colin got, was, uh, did the voice and it was amazing. What a great, it was a great game. It was really fun. Yeah. It was our yeah. first pro gig basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we're listening to IMDB because of this. Yeah. At least I and am. Moby games, Moby games. <laughs> So well, you really? both Dr. Yeah. Evil and... Uh, oh, that, that's right. Uh, I'm, give me sharks with freaking laser beams <laughs> on there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Come on. Yeah. You and know, you're the right. host spot. That was the host spot, yeah. So that you actually... were Mike Myers twice, but not in the yes. Halloween movie. No, that is kind of weird. You're right. I have yeah, not that's thought weird. That. That's kind of weird. Huh. My God, it's the it's the conspiracy! Oh, the stars are aligning! Oh God! What was that scene? The baby driver? I wanted uh, Michael my Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah, they are Halloween oh, costumes, baby. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, all these all these chimos in one movie. What an amazing film! Anyway, but enough yeah. about Baby Driver. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and you were actually mentioned by name, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, That's true. They gave it a good review. Yeah, they said it's it's not Mike Myers, it's a mayhem, baby. Yeah. It's a mayhem, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you? Uh, I rewatched those movies. Have you? Oh yeah. I yeah. show the kids. They're oh, like yeah. so silly. They're like silly. I laugh yeah. a lot more now than I used to. About like all of the silhouetted uh, anal and penetration, all that kind oh, of stuff. Thank that God. Stuff. That goes on forever. <laughs> yeah, it's such bad. It's like bad, but it's hilarious, you know. Yeah. No, I think my, my my kid's a little too shy around that stuff. It's a little too body. So, yeah. But. I may have made a mistake in showing the kids too early, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they were 24 months. They could handle it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very excited to have you here for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. And we do have a producer, Carl. Carl, do you know which movie this is going to be for? Uh, probably Hot Shots, but we don't know. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know. Okay. Oh. It, it might be for a payday hot movie. Shot. Hot Shot. Singular. Hot Shot. With, oh, okay. it's a soccer yeah. movie. Oh, soccer cool. movie. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we look forward to that. But we are. Wait, you guys don't to... know. You we guys don't know. don't know what movie you're gonna. Oh, cool. No, this is January twenty third, twenty twenty. This will air much later. Yeah, uh, probably March third. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we're very excited. So we don't know what movie it is. This is how professional I am as a host. So now that I set it up, we would love for you to do the countdown, and then when the audience hears you say go, they mm -hmm. will press play. And we will start this YouTube movie together. Okay, cool. So I'm going to start it, right? Countdown? All right. Three, two, one, go! All right, soccer. Now, that this is a great celebrity comedian. What a great celebrity comedian Mike. countdown. Yeah. You now, now that the segment's down. over, can we get our, uh, revert our attention back to me, Mike Spiegelman, for this <laughs> MGE Entertainment? For this movie. Now, is this another, like, logo at the beginning of a film? No, it's the actual film. <laughs> That's right. Steve Pappas. See? Steve Pappas presents. He's yeah, Big Pappas. He was hey. this, like, this realist. Yeah, if you're in Brazil, you want to show this. 
You right. want to start your opening credits. You want to have the name of your star on Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pele. Pele. Yeah. The soccer player? Yeah, that's him as a kid. Just kidding. Hot shots. Singular. Look at that graphic, man. That's like straight out of the video box. Is this the soup line? Oh, sorry, mister. I just wanted to take your wallet. He took my he wallet. He just did. Yep. I know. They're acting. Uh-oh. Quick. Ah, table. But our hero is too quick for this dude. I know. Got him. He got hit by stage fight. Uh, fight. Then he leaves his bag. Yep. Oh, how cool is this? I would love to be Rio, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Beautiful, despite the the pickpockets. Whoa! He's got it. He's under control. I got to add in three. Oh no! Two. That's what I'm saying. Now don't hit skip. We'll do it together. Did you already hit skip? No, it's just playing. Three, two, one. Oh, uh, this isn't gonna work. Skip ad, everybody. Skip ad. Skip ads. Tell me when. Oh, no, it's all right. No. I don't know. He's pointing a gun at him. Okay, He's I skipped running that. Away. All right. He's off the bridge. Carl, can you tell us the number for us playing at home of your recording? <laughs> God damn it. This isn't going to work, Mike. Uh, it's one theory. <clears throat> a minute and 57, 58. Perfect. All right, I'm no. with you. Is it? Yeah, well, I'm there. He's looking around pensively. He's hitchhiking uh, in Brazil. The opening credits. Okay, yeah, you got it. He yeah. is getting a ride because this is a movie. Now, he got robbed, and so he is penniless, okay, in Brazil. Ooh, Mary Van Peoples. Yeah, yeah, you know what the, the mugger said? He said, listen, I work for the tourist board here in, in Brazil, and it's a really beautiful country, and I'm glad you came. Just don't <laughs> let the fact that my robbing you affects that. <laughs> right, Nothing this personal. is my personal choice. <laughs> and it doesn't reflect management. Yeah. I still hitchhiking down the road. Yeah. Oh, so is this, so is this, we watched a movie called uh, The Funny Farm about a comedian who went across country to be a comic, and he learned right. from comedians. Is this the same? Is he a stand-up comic? Is this going to be our movie <laughs> structure for National Lampoon's Open Micers? <laughs> right? He's like, I'm going to go meet my hero. <laughs> This guy was uh, not a stand-up comedian, but he was so many things. He was a nightclub manager, a dance instructor, and a golf pro. Then he decided, you know what? I'm going to be an actor, too. And he was in films. I mean, he wasn't the greatest career, but... Now, this is Jim Young's. Yeah. Now, with Jim Young's, so he, he's not a professional football player? And that's plural. No, he's not, but he is very impressive in this movie. Hi, can you tell me where Pele lives? Over there, Pele uh, Avenue. Ooh, William Orbit does the music, Carl. Yes, yes. This guy's from England. He does, like, new wavy stuff, right? Would you say, he, like, electronic? Yeah, I think well, he le definitely electronic, but he definitely uh, electronic. Uh, he did Madonna's beautiful, beautiful child, or the the Austin Powers song, beautiful stranger, right? Or I something. Totally so I think he, I'm pretending I know it. And then he, Madonna had a record label, Carl, and he was on it. William <laughs> Orbit. You know why I'm familiar with William Orbit? 
is because what? when I go to the uh, record store yeah. and I go to the CD racks, mm-hmm. I'm usually looking for my two favorite bands, The Orb and Orbital. And that's uh-huh. alphabetical. So I go Orb. You go right past. Right, right, right. Or William Orbit. Orbital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so right, right, right past it. So are these guys acting well? You know, I should uh, definitely hook up the closed captioning. Because I, I think uh, they're okay, so well, wooden. He's now hitchhiked to find Pele's address, which he had. He's written him letters and stuff. And Pele's like, hey, how are you? I'm acting. I am doing acting. Okay. And uh, it's like, I'm broke. I came to learn from you soccer, like as a guru. It's kind of like um, the karate kid, you know? Sort of, but Pele is like, I don't like soccer anymore. I'm out of soccer. I don't play any. I'm retired. He's he just like went to Brazil to find like Pele and like, hey Pele, teach me soccer. Tell me your secrets. Listen, I got to play it hour. You got to tell me how to play soccer. We need one quick montage of us <laughs> learning how to play soccer, and then I'm going to go up. And um. European football. Pele would do this bicycle kick, is what they called it, in which he would flip in the air and kick the ball. So it's like you don't see it coming as a goalie, you know? He, so like a like a oh, so he flips like yeah, free, yeah, and kicks with his one foot in the air as he's spinning. Oh wait, he's shirtless. Finally. <laughs> so this guy's a hunk. Um, I guess so, but his acting is very flat and bad. Which is great for for YouTube closed captioning, which is auto-generated. They talk so clearly and so slowly, <laughs> every word pops up on the screen. So if you're playing along, definitely put on closed captioning. Your acting is so bad, it, it understands every word. So right now, if I was doing the acting, okay... Like the way I, if I was directing right now, what he's doing is he's going, please, oh, please, come on. He slept on the beach. Come on, please. I got no money. He doesn't have any money. He got robbed and then he hitchhiked. So he was born in uh, old Beth Page. I think that's Long Island. Anyway, he's the brother of actor John Savage, who yeah, was oh. in the Deer Hunter, who was in Hair, you know. Yeah, I know John Savage. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So it's acting prodigy, dynasty. But he was very low. Like, he was in these films as totally not a noticeable character, but he was in them. He was in The Wanderers, Footloose. Okay. Control Young Brud, Place of Love, Nobody's Fool Talking. Okay, so he was in The Wanderers and Footloose, okay? So, so he must have been like, do you think he was pro-dancing or anti-dancing? Was he pro-church or was he pro-rave? He was pro-rave, I, I assuming. I didn't. Just so by anyway, his hair. Haley feels like, holy shit, you have no money. You're like a vagabond on the street. And, uh, <laughs> and then he's like, I don't want charity. I'll earn it. I'll work in your fucking tomato patch, you know? And so... He goes, okay, but no soccer. <laughs> and that totally means that, you know, it's foreshadowing in the plot. It's going to be all about soccer. Now, do we know that our main character's name yet? His name is, yeah, is Santos. 
but we well, no, know okay, it's Santa. Pele. No, okay, so all right. Oh, so yeah, it's not he's not Pele is not playing himself. But what about the other guy, Jim Young? Um, has they mentioned his name Jim, yet? Yeah, you know he. Okay, this is like a flashback, and it's where we're going to spend most all of the film. As a matter of fact, there's only 20 minutes of Pele in this film, which is 99 minutes, I think. He he went yeah. to Brazil. He tracked down Santos. Yeah, and Santa says, "What are you doing wink, here?" Wink. He says, "Uh, well, Pele, I'm Santos." Uh, right. I, Listen, well, there's a poster in his room, and it says Pele. You'll see it. Whoa, really? Oh, Santos. Yes, there's a poster so he, in his room that says Pele. That is some Matrix resu res resurrection. Uh, yeah, they didn't meta. have Conta Conta Resonucci. <laughs> Four Matrix Four <laughs> Matrix Four. Uh, they didn't have a con hey. continuity problem right there. Wait a minute, I thought we were in Brazil. We're is George the... Washington Bridge. George Washington Bridge. We know it well. Wow, that's so close to Brazil. Yeah. Oh, so oh wait, oh, is he playing soccer? He's going to the Meadowlands, right? Yeah, that's right. He's going to Giant Stadium at the Meadowlands, and that's obviously an Exxon. Look how Jersey that is. Look at that grass. This is a very Jersey film. I mean, a very Jersey film, too. Now, look, he's switching from his I'm a rich guy car to ah, add. I got an ad, too. Three, okay. Skip ad in three, two, one, go. Right, okay, we'll, I'm right with you. Oh, my God, that is. That is a giant stadium. Giant stadium. Nine minutes, curve. 49, 50, nine minutes, 51. Thank you, sir. Uh, 54, 55, 56. Okay, this is something we, we know very well, but it's gone. It has been dis demolished, and there's a new giant stadium. There's, but, no, there's no curvy upstairs? Like, is, is they saw the ramps? No, the circular uh, ramps? they do have the windy, curly cue, the helixes. Yes, they do. Um, okay, here is an empty giant stadium. Now, this was a time in which... Soccer was a national sport in our country. That those days kind of went away. Um, do you remember the Cosmos, right? Yeah. So the late seventies, wasn't it, when uh, Pele yeah. was playing in New York uh, in the? I, it was a soccer in, in the United States, but they had soccer teams, and it was basically to go see Pele. I had a chance to see yeah. him. I went to a, a New York stadium with my, my family. Uh -huh. We drove over there, and we saw like Pele's amazing. And uh, half the stadium started going boring. Yeah, me too, because, like, I used to love Carl Sagan. And so I thought when I went to see the Cosmos, I would get the <laughs> full experience. But it was different. The play was different. It was unorganized, and they were all trying look, to get... Look at he's a hothead. Yeah, he's a hothead. And that's one of his downfalls. Because the thing is, if you were listening to it and watching this film, he's very immature. Now, and you also mentioned, like, he had, he comes from a rich, rich family, right? Yeah. He has a rich, rich car, and then he hides it, and he gets, like, a rich, rich, poor-looking car, and he drives <laughs> that over. Would you? Uh, what do you people drink, beer? I'll have oh, look, one, too. This has got to be Weehawk in New Jersey. It's got to be, like, some local hole in the – it's not a set. Although it's well lit, right? No, it's not a set. Look at the bar. And also, I love the fact there's a, a bag of soccer balls hanging, hanging <laughs> from it. Like, is this like the local watering hole? 
No, so Giant Stadium, it's in Lindenhurst, New Jersey. Well, no, it's, it's in um, uh, is it in Rutherford? It's in Rutherford, Rutherford. East Rutherford. Uh, probably. No, I think you're right. East Rutherford. East Rutherford. Rutherford is is the home of fairly ridiculous university, Rutherford. You know. Oh right, yeah, fairly ridiculous. Fairly <laughs> uh, ridiculous university. Because the, the bar must be next to the, the Meadowlands, and then the motel must be next to the bar. So this is all like Rutherford, East Rutherford. Oh, no, he doesn't go to the, to the motel. He goes back home in time for right. dinner. So now we get our chafy relationship with the parents. Where were you all day on that? Listen to your mother. You know, we get traditional. <laughs> and, and, and basically he's like, you can't tell me what to do. I like my food cold. It's all very immature. It's horrible. Okay, so we're learning about this. This is a flashback because he's telling Santos that listen, hey, uh, I came I came all the way no. to, to I came all the way to Paris. No. Well, what's the story? I came all the way to Brazil to learn why. Well, I'm really fucking rich and I can do whatever I want. And here's my story. So we're he's telling No, he's not Santos. telling to Santos. The story, yeah. I was having soup that day. And I'll tell you. No, it's it just, it's the backstory. We're seeing a movie. It's just the backstory. He's I swear to God, he's telling, he's telling Perry, like, Perry, what's your story? What's your deal? And he's like, okay, I'm about to cut this tomato off, but I'll tell you my story. Although, Mike, you know what? At the end of the film, he does know the story. He knows parts of it. I don't know. I don't know. This is we're not. He's not telling Pele the story. So we just met the gang. So we have like uh, the brunette, and we have Mario Van Peoples. Well, this, this is the Egyptian, and his name is Roy. There's Coach. Coach. Knock it off. Now these are all the Such soccer players. Show. So the real soccer players who are going to play the real soccer stuff. Half of them are in the field right now. Uh. If you mean like the real soccer extras, there were those the guys all over the place. Yeah, real yeah. players. Uh, this guy really did train to appear in this film, and he does do a good job. See, the thing is, what, what this film is missing, and the reason it's like so immature and everything, is we don't know why he loves it. We don't know why he loves soccer. Like, the movie should have started with, like, some sort of, like, one camera shot in which you're gracefully following him all the way down with his control of the ball until he scores. You know what I mean? Like from his right. point of view, like we don't know why he loves soccer. It's all I've ever wanted to do. Why? Because it says right here in the script. Or let's open up the movie with Rio de Janeiro and there's Jesus Christ right there and your name, Jim Youngs, is right over Jesus and you're right there. Oh, I meant to say, and to, you know, seeing Jesus reminded. Oh, there's me, a Pele, 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 Pele. It's Pele. Yeah, it's the poster it's for Pele. <laughs> and what? And the, is that Pele on his above his bed as yes. well? Yes. It, with the cosmos. What was his number? Ten, was it ten? I. It's maybe in my research. No, but somebody I, who cares I, will tell but, you. Is in the movie? Do you think he has the same number that he's associated with? In, in his in his play, he's not a player in the movie. Okay, he's Mr. Fugiami in Karate Kid. Yeah, but the, they have, must have a flashback and a flashback, right? Where he's like playing soccer. <laughs> no, Pele doesn't get his own flashback. 
Okay, right. we're we're gonna get a smack. He's gonna get smacked in the face for by dad. Now then off. Good, he he deserves it. It was either me or the dad. He's gonna smack this guy. He's not going back to college. He's going to play soccer for the Rockets in New York. Dad, had that hit my face, it would have really hurt. <laughs> the Rockers, the Rockets. Rockets, the Rockets. NY Rockets. Yeah, the NY Rockets. That's right. <laughs> and Santos, the guru. I mean, the great thing about soccer or uh, football is that, you know, the Cosmos was huge in the 70s, and I guess uh, yeah. the Galaxy was huge when uh, David Beckham was playing in Los Angeles. Well, but yes, it, but not. Okay. Not so, as huge. But what other groups were there? What other teams were there? Okay, so there was a whole league, like just like we have for football or for baseball. Now, this was a bad time for soccer. Oh, what a rude dude. Yeah, see, it's just so immature, you know. Screw you, Dad! I fucked up your window. Get, take that! Hmm. I'm surprised he didn't play Billy Joel when he broke, like, the glass house. I'm moving out! <laughs> yeah, glass Under house. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, good old... Working yeah. class Skyview Motel. Right now it is um, the 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 funny farm. Oh, I got ads in four, three. Oh damn it! Well, I'm gonna just uh, okay. I'm gonna let it play until you get it. Yeah, three, two, one, skip. Right. You tell me when to skip. Um, three, two, one, skip. Damn it! Okay. This isn't gonna work. No, it's good. Yeah. Oh, I got a couple seconds. Okay, I have a trainer coming in. Yeah. 1980s trainer. And you see the 1980s outfit she's wearing, and she's got her boom box. (laughs) So, wait a minute. Like, when did they shoot this movie? If it came out in 89, people. No, it didn't. See, that's the thing. The internet disagrees. It would be. This was shot in 86 for sure, but the internet disagrees on the release dates. I've got three, and uh, two are 1986. Original release May of '86, U.S. release November of '86. Then I got release date January 23rd, '87, which is close to the November. I don't know. It's Mario Van Peoples. But what, do you think this is a TV movie? No, no. This real estate guy, uh, this this guy, this producer, his name was Steve Pappas, and he loved soccer. And you see, our director, his name's Richard King. Some call him Rick King, and he he came up with the story for Point Blank, that big successful Keanu Reeves film. Yeah, that's like, well, he came up with that. Like the movie's yeah. nuts. So, Let's have these guys surfing and robbing banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was his brainchild. He got paid for it. It gave him a little bullshit career. Okay, he did have he directed Kickboxer Three, and he directed The Art of War, Terminal Justice. Which was oh. a cyber sex action thriller. It was in the Art of War sequel with Wesley Snipes. Well, this is called the Art of War: Terminal Justice. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, that's one. It's like rogue hostage. You have a hostage just wandering around. He's he's rogue hostage. He's, he's missing. He's lost in the desert. He's just a rogue hostage. Um, he had an option on this film called Traveler in 1997, but Bill Paxton just wanted to own it and direct it. He wanted this 
you know, Rick came to walk away from the project, so he handsomely paid him a bunch of money. Uh, so Rick King's on top of the world now. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, he got this little career for coming up with the story for Point Blank. It, it, it wasn't – maybe it's still ongoing, and if he sees this on the internet, he's probably going to shoot me in my sleep. They made a remake of Point Blank, so, I mean, he must have made some money off of that. Wait, wait, uh, Point Break, excuse we, me, Point Break. Point, yeah. Oh, uh, Point – Point, what, point break? Point blank. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. It's point break. I yeah. wrote that. Keanu Reeves. I wrote Keanu it down Reeves. wrong. Yeah. I'm going to correct it now, even though I'm throwing this in the garbage as soon as we're done. You know, you that, way, it, that way. Yeah, it looks like you're correct. Someone goes through the trash. They'll see point break. Who goes through your trash? My, my wife. Uh huh. Okay. Goes your now trash. look. On the left, this is the premiere first movie. That's Mary. She is the love interest. She's Penelope Ann Miller. Wow, Penelope Ann Miller. Uh, yeah, we're talking about The Freshman, Awakenings, yeah. Kindergarten Cop, The Loxy Blues. She went on to be other people's money. You know, she was married to Will Arnett from Arrested Development for one year. Um, Anyway, this is her first film. Now, what's weird about this film, it's another thing I just hate about it. Oh, by the uh, way, he's mansplaining right now. He's teaching soccer. her how so – yeah. And wait, but girls don't like soccer. She's, she's pretending or do you think yeah, she's – Yeah, he's pretending. She, oh, Santos on a date. And the, so this, this is – so the hotel room has no Pele posters now. They have Santos posters. <laughs> right. <laughs> Continuity lady, you're fired. Well, we're not reshooting. Well, you're yeah, well, you're still fired. We have the movie's over. God damn it! So check this out, Mike. This is when we'll see her, and now she'll go away for the whole fucking movie. Why? Why? Wait, so, so he never did fight for her, or like right. uh, you that's know, right? He He's not gonna hug her. him when he wins the championship. That's right. Oh, all right. This guy has it all. He's he gets to hang out with Pele. Pele, tell me your secrets so I can crib it and pretend I I'm you. Okay. He doesn't he care Miller. about some girl. He loves soccer. You know, uh, I was thinking. You know, people who play soccer are serious about it. Like they get really pissed off. If you call it kickball. Try it sometime. Kickball. Oh, you can just play kickball. That's what they call it around the rest of the world, you know, kickball. Okay, I love we're the kickball. only one. When that kickball goes rolling from the pitcher's mound towards the, <laughs> the home base, and I can a, feel my left foot like getting ready to kick it. That, I could, that's that's American kickball. If you go to another country, uh -huh. uh, soccer is kickball. They call it kickball. Gotcha. No, but seriously, if there's ever anybody who just bumps into you in your life who's really serious about soccer, like they're talking about the World Cup or something, you right. go, oh, yeah, kickball. Love that game, kickball. The only thing I know about football, international football, soccer, is the world, uh, world, uh, the new world, what, the new order song, World in Motion. Remember they did a song for World Cup? I do remember New Order. Yeah, well, they one of the songs they did, you know, because there's always like a song every year when they have the World uh -huh. Cup. It's a big deal. World so. in motion. Yeah, like, but it was written and has like a kind of a soccer chant like in the middle of it. Uh -huh. It's kind of like they wrote it for the World Cup. Isn't that cool? Well, yeah. 
good for them. Kudos to them. The Kudos only thing that I know about international soccer is goals. <laughs> you know goal. that thing they play? There's some didgeridoo or some stupid thing. You hear that? It's awful. Yeah, it's it's been years, but it's a yeah. Well, yeah. they play. Look, you're you're just anytime you're watching soccer, you will hear the and it's that shut up already drone. Do you like it? Yeah, Does I mean, that... I'm never going to be in a stadium again in my life, but yeah, it was fun while it lasted. All right, well, I mean, does it set atmosphere? I think it limits atmosphere. Okay. I, it's kind of crazy. It would drive me crazy. Well, didn't they ban You see the things? old computer? You see the old style computer interface? Yeah. It was Oh, they green. called him in. Yeah, Coach, you wanted to call me in before uh, the announcements of well, this uh, the is... draft? This is like a flip scene. Like, he's going to be like, you suck. You're awful. Welcome to the team. Oh, the old Jersey I won't let welcome. You down, coach. Yeah. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Now, welcome this to guy, New Jersey. I, this guy, when I first saw him, like the owner dude, Yeah. I knew General Hospital because I watched General Hospital with Luke and Laura for like a year or some bullshit. And he was one of the characters. He was Brock. That's Brock sitting there. Brock's marrying Kelly, too. Oh. Was he affected by the weather machine, or was that before? You're right, after? Mike. That's exactly right. That's when I watched it. It was yeah. like an action-adventure film with love. Oh, those were the days. And then, like, in 86, he shot this movie in two days, and then in 89, yeah. it was released. Like I told you before, Paley was in this for 20 minutes. Like, they went and they spent a week with the guy in Brazil. It starts with, it's like a Bruce Willis movie. It starts with Bruce, and then at the last reel, Bruce shows up again. <laughs> okay, Pay so I that guy, Paley. that owner, right, he's going to be yeah. a big factor in this thing. And his name is David Grow. I guess it's G-R-O-H. Yeah, Gro I saw that. Gro Gro so he was in, he was in Rhoda, and it was the eighth episode of Rhoda, he was going to marry Valerie Harper on the show, and it was like a, the highest rated episode of the decade. Wow. Yeah. And oh, How he, cool is this? You get to hang out at Giant Stadium. Yep. So this I is old Giant Stadium? Thing. Yes. It's exactly. so weird. That's mind-boggling. I went to this stadium as a Boy Scout and got a tour of this and the horse racing track uh -huh. next door. And then uh, I, I saw The Grateful Dead. You know, I... I in college, I went to the Dead show, and uh, I was at well, a party. Before not bragging. Then. I'm not bragging. Oh, I got an ad. But damn I it! I know. Well, whatever. You'll get an I ad. Don't I don't have it. I don't have it. Oh no! I'm back. I'm back. Don't worry. You, we'll sync up when you get your ad. Okay, so now they're announcing. Hey, these guys are on the team. Jimmy's on the team. Jimmy's on the team. Did I say Jimmy twice? So, so Jim Young plays Jim. But he, he yes. But he lies. They're like, tell us, my, he goes, my, my father's from the Grecian Islands. He's a fisherman. He's telling this big lie. Like he, they're he's not saying I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trust fund kid. He can't say I'm a rich kid. Right. Well, he could, but, oh, it's Vinny. Vinny is the other guy. The other guy will play into the plot when he gets. What? Don't, don't tell. Carl, what are you whispering to me? <laughs> but, no. <laughs> I heard you. He's going to get paralyzed to on be... the field. God no, damn, you no. ruined the movie. Listen, I don't want it to be a spoiler, so I was just saying to you privately, oh. 
in your You were ear. saying that he's going to get injured <laughs> on the field. <laughs> right. All right. Secrets. See, oh. If you look at Vinny and the way he walks, it's very pelagic. You know, he just has the one pelagic. Okay. So, you know, he's going to get another one? Is what you're yeah, saying? he'll yeah. get a pair. <laughs> okay. He will get a pair. A pair of allegiance. Uh, so, okay. Now you're on the team, right? Yay. Hey, on the team. Okay. You're benched. Come this on. This is all gone? So I have to clarify. I only went to grade four. So I was at a party in, in Montclair, right? Where we're from. Where we graduated. And oh, it was not like, in Canada, Montclair, New Jersey. Yeah, in Montclair, New Jersey, home of Montclair State College. Not and Montreal. Was, and it was it was summer, and I said, "Hey, I'm not a really a, a Grateful Dead fan, but you know, some college friends want to go, and I want to experience it. So I'm going to go." And the guy at the party looks at me, and goes, "Poser." <laughs> Look at Mario that. Van Peoples is going to give us. He's going to show off his body. Now, is he Jamaican I, in this movie? Yes, it's so obvious for him. Now, as you know, he was New Jack City. He directed yeah. the damn thing. And Posse. Yeah. Now, you know what a quality and film such as hair. New Jack City was, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. His... And that's it. That's all they ever did. That's no, it. I, I disagree. Else is crap. Well, first off, he, well, you know, his father was Melvin Van Peoples. Yeah. Yeah, who's a great director, in my opinion. And then if he, Mario Van People directed, but he also acted throughout the 80s. He was in Jaws 3. He's in this movie. Yeah, see, that's and, and the thing. He's in Jaws 3, 3D. 3D. That's Jaws crap. 3D. He was in DC Cops. I just looked up what he was doing around this time because everybody knows him. But right. he was in Jaws, The Revenge, Facts of Life Down Under. Now, here's the outstanding film. It was Heart. Break Ridge. That was a huge major right. hit that year. So he was in a major, but all these other things, he was in Last Resort. But he directed a lot of movies. And he also, yes. didn't he direct yes, he the did. documentary that, about his father? Uh, I know he was in it, but I was under the impression uh, that he had directed it. I guess I didn't research that. I, the thing I is, would since have to everybody check. knows him, I just looked at what he was doing at this time because I considered this under his career, you know, right. but not at the time. It really is appropriate for. Now, do you think that so that's him on the field? That's him on the field for real. He's really yeah. playing soccer. They all do. That's awesome. Yeah. So they get a workout and a movie paycheck mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Wow. Yep. Life yeah, man. Cool runnings, man. Cool runnings. So what hap has happened here is it's, yay, you're on the team. Boo. You're benched. Why don't you ever put me in, coach? Shut oh, up. Yeah. Yes. Hey, hey, Carl, can I get a set? How come you never put me on your show? Listen, I came all the way. You got you to gotta put me on the show, Carl. It's, I'm in New Jersey. I'm in East Rutherford. I'm at the weekly mic. You, you don't ever put me on. You, you on, put me, me up. Put me yeah, up. Put me up. Shut up. You're going to get out. You're not ready yet. Your materials. You need work. Oh. How can I get work if I don't get up? Whoa. Good one, Mike. Good one. Riddle me that, Batman. Well, I mean, I think this kid's going to do the same thing, but some comics will get like really upset they're not getting up, or that there'll be something that they'll get really angry. Yeah, okay. And they're like, 
why won't you put me on your comedy? Ha ha. If everyone's funny and life is great show. And it's like, you got me, you got me cornered. You're, you're, uh, I, I really suck, but I got to put on a comedy show and I'm not going to put on some guy, you know, like, you know, you constantly ask me, well, how come I don't got, on? it's nothing personal. You know, I, there's a lot show. of people. There's a lot of people. I get burned on shows all the time and I take it very personally. And I think the host is the reason. And then when I do a show and I can't get, a, I get 50 people. Yeah. They just don't me. understand the pressures that I'm under. They don't yeah. get it. Listen, this open mic <laughs> in the scheme of things. Yeah. Kevorkian's so, deli. It's uh. <laughs> so this movie is a metaphor for stand-up comedy. Oh, it's so much more enjoyable now. But the Ritz Carlton Hotel room, what was that? Oh, you know, uh, I went to the Waldorf uh, Astoria and yeah. the commissary, and I ordered the Waldorf salad. And I said, "Can you please put buttered crackers on top of the salad?" And the guy looked at me. He goes, "Where do you think you are, the Ritz?" <laughs> okay, you see this? Yeah. Right. It's not our hero or anything. <clears throat> see our hero's bench and he'll really be pissed why can't the rockers win look at the montage of him like sitting yeah look right there's a there you beds hey wait a minute when you went and saw pele that was in the 70s that wasn't the time of that stupid didgeridoo thing right no that was uh previous you didn't go experience it that one day and it was good it was good. It was really exciting. And honestly, like, I do enjoy watching the World Cup on TV, especially when they just have the ads in the bottom of the screen and they don't interrupt the game. It's great. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I think this is there's blackouts in this movie. You sure it's not for ads? No, they catch him right now. Okay, he's been caught in his lie that he's been telling the press about his humble beginnings, and he's and embarrassed. He's a fisherman. He lives in a boat. Right. Now everybody finds out his father's this billionaire. Huh. So they're pissed, you know. Yeah. Well, so can, let me, I told you about this direct. What's that? I was going to go on with some other bullshit. Yeah, no, tell me about the director. I want to know who he is. Well, that's it. Rich I told Rick? you everything. Rich, Rich King. Yeah, Rick. Rick. King. Rick it's Richard. He goes by Rick, and there's another one here. It's not Dick. He's not. He's not the Dick King. He's not Dick um, Ring. He's not Dick Ring. Well, okay, okay. He did a bunch of films you've never heard of, but he also did Kickboxer Three. He did The Art of War, Terminal Justice. What year was that? Was it before or after ninety nine? I don't. I didn't write it down because I'm a dick. I'm only asking because Wesley Snipes' movie was, I think, 97. Oh, so were they biting off of... I would not put that, you know, under... Okay, and then the other thing is one time he got a paycheck when he got to give away his part of Traveler to Bill Paxton. Right. And he got launched by writing the story for Point Break. And that's his story. Hey, oh, look, locker room hey. interviews. You so that, now interview- it's like, tell me about why your father's rich. We really don't care about you, but but we're, your father's rich. Tell me about your father, the rich one, the billionaire. 
He can't get a break. Yeah, the pressures he's under. This is such an immature film. Yeah, I'm from Greece. Yeah. I'm Listen, from the, Greece. the question, I, I don't want to tell the press how, how to do their job, but the question the press should be asking is, how come I'm benched? How come I'm not playing out in the right. field? Hey, Carl, how, put me on. How come you don't look, put me on? Look, he's looking at how the other half lives now. I promise you. It's you the very that? 80s. Yeah. Look, that Rolls Royce right there, that uh -huh. was budget. I'm sure they didn't buy it outright. I'm sure they just rented it from a car place that does film. Where did they get the mansion? It's a, it's a location. Yeah, so maybe the location has a Rolls Royce. Remember on Fishburgers, I put on a George Bush mask and I stood in front of the White House. It was just some lady's lawn. We were on her driveway and it was shot up so you could see the pillars. The public access TV show we did for New Jersey Cablevision. Everybody knows that, Michael. Yeah. You know, 15 minutes will save you 15% on car insurance. Everybody knows that, Michael. Oh my God, he fell. That was a good stunt. Okay, so what? are having now is the stupid drama of Ooh, a video things are machine. falling apart. Everything sucks. I'm going to drink. The bartender had a red shirt. Do you think he's red from the tube bar? Tube bar. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Is your mother there? Well, I'm yeah. going to wreck your brain out. And hit you. If you make one more laundry-related pun... I'll, I'll come over here, but uh, <laughs> that's my thing. go out to dry. Laundry vest. Detective laundry basket. Now you're mixing up my bit with the two bar. I like that. Check out that outfit he's wearing. So he's, I, I think I had that outfit in the 86, right? Look at the tapered yeah, well, it's, short it, sleeves. You can tell Jump there's sleeve. a Miami Vice thinness to it. Like those pants are. This is. This movie does remind me a little of Miami Vice because it does have the fast like MTV like music video editing sometimes. No? <laughs> look at that slow dissolve we just saw. Oh, so look, he's what he's telling the story. Who's yeah, this is part of the 20 minutes, the two well, weeks. Who's he? Look, he's telling Santos. All he's right. Pele. He's he got in there. Pele thought he would help him with his tomato garden. He starts talking about how he was he joined the Rockets. And Maybe, then their their living room. How many hours have passed? We saw them both in the afternoon in a garden, and now they're in his living room with a light on. It's no, evening. He's no, the story's been going on this, for six hours. All right, maybe you're right, and I'm wrong. I you, think that's why yeah. I was hesitating because he does learn stories, but parts of it. But okay, okay. All right, here's more of the story. And then what? We're going to cut back and they're going to be in the morning making breakfast in the kitchen? Like, I mean. I'm done with Hoffman, as he's doing. <laughs> they're uh, quilting us. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're quilting. Knitting. Knitting. So, listen, look how, like, unimagined these. Okay, like, look, you see the time they must have spent on that shot? It's because he gets a second alive. No, he gets a Vinny. He gets a second plegic. He gets a second plegic. But what I'm saying is they should have spent the time on making soccer look fabulous, making it look fucking sporty and you know the right angles and you know I'm you're sure. running over the camera. 
I'm sure they do, but they probably do it late into the film. Like, you know, I'm paying money to see a Pele. I want to see Pele, who I love, on a big screen. I want to see some Pele up front, which they provide. But you won't to... see Pele in a game, but you will see him do his soccer thing, and it is good. Oh, man. Other guy is really injured. Because, Please. listen, I can only feel my head. I can only feel my head. Could you get your hands off me, please? He says that? No. I was yeah. that. I go, I can't feel my body, but I can feel my head. Do you, could you stop pushing on my stop. forehead? I'm tired. I'm just going to sleep this off. Totally. They're operating on his backside. We've been here all day to show that we... Right. We've been waiting. I've been drinking this cup of coffee for six hours. Sip. Tell me he's gonna be okay, Coach. Now, do you think that was a new formula of Coke, the Coke can, or was it the original Coke, or was <laughs> that the Coca-Cola Classic Coke? That's I think that the Classic Coke and the you know new Coke disaster. I think that was uh, an '80s thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see an '80s movie, and you know, you know how you see like pull caps and yeah. movies. Right. They'll they'll have like a, a Coke can. And it was before New Coke got introduced and before Classic Coke got reintroduced. Right, it was just, Coke. Yeah, yeah, Coke. And you ever see in the way old movies, they would have a pull tab. It wouldn't click. It would right. pull off and they'd like a grenade and they'd fling it. Boop, they'd boop, fling boop. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Old beers. Okay, now we're going to have the most immature scene ever. He's like, wait. You better put me, you better stop benching me. And he goes, Hey, shut up, you. Mind your bit. You know, no, I'm not taking no for an answer. You're going to play me. So, this is where the comic corners the producer, right? The producer's Why going to his car, or, or he's trying to take the bus. I got two minutes, the bus is coming, and then I got another one in 40 minutes. You got to just shut up. It's a showcase. You can't get up. <laughs> You've been hounding me. Why would I reward you? That's the thing, right? He's hounding this guy. Hey, man, you, you got to make me go in front of the public and act like he, not an asshole. I'm being an asshole. And, but you right. think of people he, who are not an asshole. Yeah, behind the scenes, he's an asshole. They get up there and go, hey, folks. Yeah, it's a comedy show. I'm telling haha jokes. I'm, I'm doing sports. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's what's going on here. He bothers him too much. He's like, fuck it, man. You have a two-month suspension. You're out of here. Leave me alone. You know, so he is. He's suspended for two months, and that will get him to. I'm going to my guru Pele. This movie sucks. Wait, so this rich kid, yeah, he's he's rejects his family, but right. he still keeps the car. He pretends he's he's not. He's, right. he's in the car, so he he gets a career, and he's being benched, and then he corners the coach right now. And you he better says, play me. That's it. That's one month detention. Right. You say exactly. another word, it's too much detention. Word. But, but. No, but they usually say word. Oh, that, that, that's a too much. <laughs> you know, um, our celebrity comedian countdown this time was a longtime partner of yours, you know? Oh, and it was, it was you, calling me. Yeah. yeah. When you first called me and said, I got a longtime partner, I was like, please let it be laundry basket. Please let it be laundry basket. But no. No, it was Colin. Yeah. 
Colin's a lot easier to work with. Absolutely. And he responds when you... Have you ever heard Colin make a laundry-related pun? No, because if he did, he, he would know I would get depressed and steam. <laughs> laundry All right, well, this is great. Oh, so he just, he's done. Go on yeah, sabbatical. Suspended for two months. This is really giant stadium parking lot the way it used to look. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, now, see, we this, this, this film is just full of, he's a lunkhead. They didn't need to do that. Look what he's doing. It's just good. He's like a little. This is his hotel room, right? Yeah, smash it. Ooh, throws a chair. Santos. See, why is he ripping down Santos? Because he's going to get an epiphany. But he's, yeah, you're right. Actually, you're right. But but I, that doesn't negate what I was saying. This is a totally immature scene with he's him. Throwing... He should have just stayed no, on the bench. Like in a, in a smart film. You'd be seeing a character study of an immature person, right? Surrounded by mature people. But no, this is badly acted and a stupid story. It's all immature. Now, do you remember Bill uh, Bill Murray did a movie? It was a remake, The Razor's Edge. And... The Razor's Edge. It was not a comedy, right? Right. And it was based on like a 40s film. And the premise is this guy's like a total arrogant asshole, but he goes climbs the highest mountain to uh, be taught, you know, to, to get an epiphany, to, to achieve it. So I guess that's what he does. He goes to Pele. So he has money. Like, I guess he's selling his car right now. This yeah, and they're going to rip him off, essentially. They're going to give him, like, $3,000. And, like, in it's, like, $23,000 car. And in 1986 dollars, that was $23,000. Wow. So... The valley windows of dirty. That's yeah. right. Yeah, but this window's filthy. See, it looks all right, Rick. I it's questioning them. Like, I need the money right this second. I don't have the papers. The reason is he's going to get on a plane and go to Brazil. But the thing is, this is also totally immature. Why wouldn't you take a day, figure your shit out? Pack your bags, for Christ's sakes. Why is it emergency? I gotta learn right now. I gotta learn right now. I got kicked off at the dream job. Still in my dad's car. Or my car. Right now, he's like saying, like, yeah, you got a drug problem, and he's doing this. He really is. You know, it's weird, because when the movie first starts, and the guy arrives in Rio de Janeiro, and he gets robbed. Where? Where did he arrive? Rio. De Niro. Uh, and, uh, yeah. and uh but he you don't we don't know who he is and he gets robbed and we're like this guy sucks and then he yeah. when he tells the story he says I'm a really rich guy from a rich family and then you go well that explains how he got from Rio de Generic over to fucking Pele's house because money's no object. I mean if I got my wallet taken I'll be like fuck I have everything in there, you know, I'm fucked. Oh, fuck. There's a, credit cards, they existed in 86. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Probably had some traveler's checks. Now he's bringing up soccer and he's saying, I told you, no soccer. Oh, right. Well, we didn't, I didn't come to see this movie to see uh, Pele do soccer. So thank you. What is he? Is that a corn husk or 
It's choking well, a chicken. Now, how did Pele do stuff like this before when he was a recluse without a helper? Oh, you mean like cut a, a saw trees out? He's yeah. been waiting for somebody to show up. They're burning sticks. So are they going to play soccer with the shirt team against the shirts? <laughs> or the skins? <laughs> they're, they're skins. Now they're the shirts. Gold, now, gold, gold. Like a thing of wine. That is a wine jug. It is a wine jug. They each got their own. It's, it's filled with water. So now he's like, yo, Pele, dude, you know, what are you, what are you doing here? You got all this fame. It's down the mountain. It's down there. You got to, you know, come on. You earned it. By the way, Pele was absolutely not a recluse in real life. Uh, right. And he was married several times. He fathered many children. Let me read it. His real name is Edson Arantes. Do Nascimento, which everyone knows is Pele, is short for, you know, it's oh, Pele. It's for Pele. Yeah. Yeah. He, Brazilian former professional football player who played as a forward, regarded as one of the greatest players of all time, labeled the greatest by Fighter, who's among the most successful and popular sports figures in the 20th century. Now, in this film, Pele's 47 years old, and he's really fit. You know, um, we're going to see him play soccer here. And you can, you're going to see why he was a phenomenon. He really could uh, carry himself well. Um, in 1977, he retired from playing. He made a few movies. He had plenty of girlfriends. He fathered seven children from four women. You hear me, Mike? You over there? I see the mute. He fathered seven children. Seven children among from four women. Four women. Um, that's 2011, he consolidated his brand under Legends 10, began to make a steady income via globetrotting appearances, pitching himself on behalf of many sponsors. Uh, sports article, Sports Illustrated article. Uh, Pele, Pele has many financial issues, and everyone wants a piece of him. I don't know. He's still anyway, alive? Why call him Santos? I think yes. <clears throat> I think yes. So this um, guy's what? He's depressed, right? He's like, hey, I just want to talk to Santos. Uh, it's Santos' anniversary. When he quit, Today's the day he uh, kicked the ball 10 years ago. Uh, why won't he talk to me? You know what? Fuck you guys. You guys ain't nothing without us parasites. I hope you guys die in a ditch. You won't see me in this movie ever again. You know, when Meatloaf died, his children put him in the refrigerator. Uh, uh, you know, leftovers. Well, him. yeah, right. He was much better the next day. Oh, cold meatloaf, like after a night of drinking? That's oh, that's great. Fabulous. Some white bread and mayonnaise? Yeah, yeah, white bread, mayonnaise, and cold. I mean, everyone talks about cold pizza, but cold meatloaf? All the the grease is hard. Oh, that's good stuff. It, it gets to the point I'll make a meatloaf and I'll <laughs> sit down and I'll eat it. It'll be bubbling. I'll be like, it's going to taste great cold the next day. The next six days, I can't wait to eat this. I was saying to my friend, I was like, meatloaf? I never even saw him in person, let alone meet him. Is meatloaf? that good? Is no. That good? no. I'll just 
Don't do that. It's open mic. Meatloaf? I never even seen. All right. Fuck that shit. Harry Grant, I can't even love them. Waka waka. Oh, here I got a joke. Uh, now for the weather, it's the Beatles. Nothing you could say that can't be said. Wait, nothing you could do that can't be done. It's windy. It's windy. Hey, meteorologist, the Beatles. But the thing is, that's all the joke has. You got to go all the way through this. I don't even know the words. I don't know the words. I thought you would. Aren't you a Beatle man? I don't know the words. Right. I screwed it up at the beginning. I guess I could just go, it's windy. Yeah. But, it. I don't know if people will know it from the middle, you know? Right. I have to set it up. Oh, man. Fuck this joke. Did you hear about the, the Beatles vegan restaurant? Nothing is veal. Nothing is veal. Yeah, is nothing is veal. Strawberry fields? Yeah, right. He goes, nothing is real, but... That's a stretch of a joke. What? Do you think that's a stretch of a joke that the Beatles plant-based restaurant for, for baby cows is called nothing is veal? You said that it's a stretch of a joke? <laughs> God, I've never ca carried a setup that heavy. <laughs> Oh, got a word of the plants. Yeah. Sorry, the, a couple of... His job at Pele's house, keeping up the place. He's watering plants. Oh, dust off that box. Uh oh, of... open what that box. Soccer ball. Tried condoms. Holy shit. A stash of weed. <laughs> Photos of his seven children. Oh, right. We love you, daddy. Oh, I don't want to make fun of that. I guess that's probably his real number. I don't know. Does that look like it's the right jersey? That's what I'm saying. Like, what's Paley's number? I mean, I'm Santos' number, clearly. Now, he's got something planned for that soccer ball, Mike, and we're going to see the big reveal now. I love how they have knives. Like, the only tension Nothing in this yet. we've seen. Okay. Let's hey, Paley, heads what? up. Heads up, <laughs> Paley. Right. Come on. You liked it, Paley. He goes, it's memory, memory muscle. Whee! Oh, he hits slots. Hit one of those I told you no stories. soccer. I have machete. That's what I'm saying. Like, they get into an argument, and the only interest as a movie experience is that they're carrying machetes while they do yeah, it. Yeah, I've been there before, too. It's kind of creepy. Uh, like, um, sometimes you'll see in a movie or something, hunters starting to have a disagreement. They're right. Like, you know? But do you remember the last time we had an argument and we were both holding machetes? That was in the cockpit jungle in Jamaica. We were on our yeah. way to Nine Mile. Bob Marley's grave. Yeah. Well, I was saying that I, I uh, also like other groups. And you guys had an argument. Wow, acting. All right, that's it. We're on the 18-minute mark of Pele's appearance. <laughs> oh, no. oh, look, he's reminiscing. Look, he's looking at photos. Yeah, this kid is... Playing with his head, you know. Look, number ten of. What I was right. Real that's footage, and that's real Pele footage, right? Yes. But they, they tinted yes. the number. No, so his number was ten. Yeah, I guess yes. I see it on multiple different team uniforms, right? Yeah. I mean, unless they, you know, they must have personally colored uh, colored each cell. Let me tell you about soccer around the time of this movie. Sure. Uh, it was kind of a bad time for soccer. <clears throat> this movie is maybe a little ill-timed. Um, 
released in 87, another source claims. Okay, three years earlier, right? North American Soccer League, that's the famous soccer league with the Cosmos. Pele, Beckenbauer, Best, and Krufel. I, I don't know who those other people besides Pele. But this, it died. The soccer league died. Imagine, like, the National Football League just saying, all right, we're out of business, right? No more games. Now, you say National Football League. Was this more like the XFL? Do you remember that from 20 years no, ago? No, this now? was... This was the real soccer league that was nationally televised. It was wow. the franchise. And it was one year away from winning. Uh, they would host the 1994 World Cup. Uh, and that was, like, apparently we had a very embarrassing game in which we got our asses beat. The Americans got whooped by whoever they played. Um so it's a bad time for soccer. That's what's in people's minds, you know. The soccer league died, and we went to the Olympics and embarrassed ourselves. Right, because football, soccer has always been like a, the world sport. And then yep. America is like, you know, we have football. Yeah. It's so now funny. we're getting, uh, you know, it's Montage. not exactly a Yeah, well, they just do a lot of quick cuts. They're not playing a song and... They are playing a song, though. Yeah, but you can hear the bonks of the head, like the soccer yeah. stuff. This reminds me of my favorite uh, Nintendo game, Rusty's Baseball, where you have to... Uh... Okay, now look. Pele, okay. But Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. is competing with... He's, he's keeping up. You see what I'm saying? Right. He had some soccer chops, and he had to get ready for this film. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you don't want to embarrass yourself in front of Pele. Yeah, especially in front of a camera recording it. <laughs> I don't think he was motivated. I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of Bela. He just had to do it for the part. You know, you're a soccer player. You got to bring that to the role. Look at, look at his tits. Yeah, he has great cleavage today. Now, this is a wet t shirt concept. Now, <laughs> this is the best success this guy. You know what I mean? He's the star of a film. Uh, his, and it was Pele, and it was really released in, you know, the world. <clears throat> was it a bomb? I don't have I don't have yeah. information on that. And I do you think Pele Pele Mania had waned by that point? No, Pe no, Pele was was king shit, hit famous at this point. He did. He did uh, retire in 1977. You know, right. But still, that's you know, it's less than a decade. He's on people's minds, right? And he is the greatest soccer player ever. So you know, and I, I would pay money to see him just fucking around with a soccer ball. Which he's yeah, doing. which he's doing. Yeah. Now is he carrying? Song, why is he carrying the guy I he's don't training? Know. Right. I think Yoda is the one who should be carried. Yeah. Right. Yoda should not be carrying Mark Hamill on his fucking back. Or it's back. So, the, 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 the alarm. The alarm did the opening song. You oh, might the, remember it. Come on down and, and meet, meet your maker. Come on down and make your stand. Come, come on down. Come on. Come on. Uh this song they did it's it goes 
It was on the radio for a little while. <laughs> whoa, whoa, what is love? That's right. That's exactly anyway. what I hear. No, but I hear Howard Jones. That's Howard right. Jones I'm saying. Howard yeah. Jones. I agree. And I didn't hear it in the day when it was a hit by the stand. But looking back at it and hearing this in this movie, yeah. I was like, hey, does anybody love anybody? Anybody? Anyway. Whoa. whoa. Uh, Holy shit. Anyway. One one of the aspects of bad movies I love is when they use real televised crowds uh, as part of the movie plot, like where there's a parade that happens to be going yeah. through town. Or roll them. Roll them. Okay, it's guys. value, Fred. You're rooting for the Rockets, and you they're against the other team, the made-up team. But, yeah, these are real people playing soccer. I, I mean, I love watching soccer. It's fun, you know, and you can zone out and shit like that. If soccer had commercials, breaks for commercials, it would be a hit. No, um, I think I think that's the reason why I, I like soccer because there's no commercials; they just run the ads in the bottom of the screen. And but I you, mean the 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 television networks, you know, the NBCs, the CBS Sports. They would, if they could monetize soccer, they would make it popular. Well, they did. They they had ESPN and they had other net uh, satellite cable in the, during this time show it or like close cat or you know pay pay per view. But you, you were able to get, and there was like other, you would get channels that would air, usually air soccer in other countries. You would try to get access on cable for them. Like you would get, you know, a foreign channel just because they air soccer. Right. Yes. Yeah. But then ESPN, I mean, uh, the sports one, ESPN. ESPN. Uh, yeah, it starts having soccer games. and. Yeah, but uh, the thing is, you see, I'm talking about like making it as big as American football or as big as baseball. Right. See, when you watch football, like within a minute, you're seeing ads, you're seeing commercials, and it, you, every when you go to the inning breaks for the baseball, they do the commercials. You know what I mean? If soccer could, like maybe halftime is ten minutes and it's solid commercials. I don't know. There's got to be a way to. Well, usually, don't the commercials pop up when there's like a timeout or like. Yes. Uh, you know, if there's, it seems like there's a second of delay of gameplay, they're like, we'll be right back. It's nothing about my life. Progressive. Yeah. Well, it was antics. Well, the Ford F 150. It's so funny, Flow for Progressive being like uh, wearing a mask and doing Zoom calls to like uh, <laughs> walking into Target without a mask, yelling at people. It really changed throughout the pandemic. She was for, uh, quarantining and then she went anti-vax and the whole thing just went nuts. <laughs> but she did okay. save me a lot. We're probably gonna see the bicycle kick now. Oh we're not. Okay. The last thing that Pele will teach, you know, the guru right. will teach the grasshopper is the the bicycle kick. Is and he like Bruce Wayne, like a rich kid who went to to find some some other culture and like can you please you know like in Batman know? begins? Yeah. Huh. Like yeah, and then it was uh, it was Liam Nielsen, right? Yeah, hey, this is my favorite scene. He goes, "You're fired, Jim." <laughs> I don't. It looks like they actually laugh. <laughs> he gives him a ticket. He's like, "You're fired, Jim," and they laugh. I think like it was just ad libs or something. Yeah. Huh? Gotta do some aerobics. Okay, here it comes. This is the button. Boom! 
You see how he jumped and fell on his back, almost like he flipped. And he used one foot to kick it and propel it in a very targeted, you know, line drive way. That was his famous. He used uh, the sand to buffer himself. It wasn't like the hard grass or the sidewalk or the cement. Well, I mean, he did it on the field. That was his signature thing. Almost nobody could do it. So he's he goes, teaching his secret. Yeah, that's right. Try one. So Jimmy goes, oh. Crash. That was funny. No problem. You can do it. Remember when he woke him up and said, let's play soccer, and Jim was just wearing his underwear? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought we should bring that up. Remember the scene where he puts the blast shield on him? You just stretch out your feelings. Feel the ball. Bonk! On his head. <laughs> I, I think I, I felt it that time, Sensei. Here we go. Watch him go. Kick! Oh. And that would be a goal, you know what I mean? He would like be running down the field, and then he'd turn around, and the goalie would be like, the fuck are you doing? And then, pow! Lightning the goalie lightning. would say, oh, no, here comes Pele. He's looking right straight at me. Wait a minute. He's not looking straight at me anymore. He's 180 degrees away from looking away from me. <laughs> oh, he flipped. But he kicked it. You know, he made contact, and it went in the direction. Uh, are they going to finally kiss? No. Pan Am? Pan Am? Dick King do that. Yeah, Pan Am, R.I.P. So how did he afford to get the camera up there in the sky? <laughs> now, is this which airport? That was it? Newark, LaGuardia, or JFK? Uh, well, it would probably be Newark, but I, it doesn't look like Newark, and I don't remember it looking like that. Yeah. Now, he's at the hospital with Jimmy, and he's Vinny. Uh, with Vinny, and he's basically learning, like, the team's kind of screwing him, you know? <clears throat> Let's see, Vinny. Vinny played Eddie Kramer, a lifeguard, on the first two seasons of Baywatch and the reunion movie in 2003, as well as numerous daytime roles, most notably Frankie Brady on Days of Our Lives and A.J. Quartermain on General Hospital. Now, he was just a little kid. I saw him, A.J. Oh, that's crazy. So he knew Brock from being on the set of General Hospital. I think the casting director knew a lot, knew Brock as well, as well as like everyone from the soaps. Yeah. There's a lot of soap actors in this movie. Yup. That's why it's so squeaky clean. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Young's, uh, he, okay, I, I poo-pooed his movie career, and maybe I should have, uh, but he was, okay, he was in Wise Guy, season four, episode Point of No Return. He portrayed Benson in Babylon, Babylon 5, episode, and the sky full of stars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He has Honestly, a mini career. But he Wise, Wise Guy has such a cult. Like, I know people who, well, I, I you know, you can, there's a box set of it, but I, I had the opportunity to watch every episode. They're, they're intense. Like, so I yeah. wouldn't remember. I didn't make it to that, that far, though. Listen, if you buy all the individual DVDs of Wise I mean, it adds up. It adds up. But if you buy the collection, you save money. I mean, you're a wise guy. That's pretty wise, guys. So he's saying, hey, look, I just talked to Vinny. Oh, no. 
No, hey, sorry I was yelling at the parking yeah. lot at your car. Yeah. You told me I had too much attention. There's Brock. There's Brock. So what? Hey, whoa! He, goes, he jumped hey, right listen, on top. I went and I talked to Vinny, you know, and I was thinking maybe you could give him a job in your organization. Come on, Brock. Remember the good old days? Yeah. Brock, I just jumped over the fucking escalator. Isn't that cool? Now I'm talking to you like nothing I'm an happened. Athlete. Like it's nothing I talked to you. Yeah. We're at Giant Stadium. I remember that. And I, I also I saw the dead. Uh, I wonder if we were there the same night. That would have been pretty good. I, I swear to God, it was everyone I knew in high school was in the parking lot. And they were like, big one, what a poser. I only went, uh, you know, it was an experience. And yeah. I, I, hey, listen, I, we all grew up on the dead. Yeah, we wanted to listen to it, or it was played in front of us for 16 years. You know, give me a fucking break. So now it's like, yeah, you're special. We're so glad you're home oh, without your legs. Hey, quick! We need your legs when you got wheels. Am I right? Come on down, Vinny. Before we do the pasta commercial. <laughs> now there was a computer game called Hotshot. It was released in 89. It was published by Gremlin Graphics Software Limited, and oh, it was Amiga Amistrad Atari I, ST, I was gonna say, Commodore 64. Commodore 64. That smells like... I bet you there's video of it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. I find the... the... Uh, Hotshot, a soccer game which two teams try to win the match. Adjustable options are numbers of players, time on halftime, and the AI level. So it's just a flat-out soccer game. Yeah, and it doesn't say that it was this movie's soccer game, you know? Was it endorsed by Pele? No. I don't know. It doesn't. The internet doesn't say. <clears throat> what caught my eye is you search for Hotshot, 1989 because that's what the youtube led me to believe it was and right. when you do this computer game is the topic so hey. it's like wow they had a computer game. hey welcome home we got your mom's lasagna and your aunt betty if you know what i'm saying hey look we got these stairs for you Vinny. look right here in front of you some well, this, stairs this, this is why i think you say you call him immature i think the guy is like he's saying like he goes, Vinny goes, hey, who paid for all this stuff? And they said, oh, we did a collection. And the rest was, you know, his dad. And he's like, yeah, all right. So it was my dad. And he goes, well, I don't want to have a charity, right? Uh -huh. So maybe let's jump ahead. So he's going to push to get Vinny a job. Yeah. Soccer is his life. So yeah. If Vinny could work in the soccer industry, his right. life might feel better. Right. And I think that's very notable. But what our heroes Noble, Notable. No, no, noble. It's very noble. And notable. Like, you know, people should bring oh. it up in conversation. All right. Make yeah. note of that. Mark that. Mark one. It. Little one. That's noted. And then down below there's a footnote. Um, but when he says to the to the, the owner, he says, you give Vinny a job. And he works as long as he wants. All right. Yeah, he goes, he doesn't he doesn't want charity, he says, which is accurate. He doesn't want charity. He's he feels chafed that you know uh, uh, our hero bought Jim bought all this shit for him. He does. He wants to earn it. So if he had a job in the industry, he'll be working as himself, and he earned it. That means he can get fired at any time because he's working at a job. But what he, what our hero Jim says is not only do you give him a job, but he let him work as long as he wants. <laughs> so now it sounds like charity, you know. And it, oh I yeah, like, I don't want charity. 
He doesn't want charity. He just wants a job. But you're saying give him a job, and you know what? Let him work as long as he wants. Can't fire him. Now this coach is our Star Trek connection. Oh yeah, it was about time. He played Admiral Taldman in Star Trek Deep Space Nine episode "The Die Is Cast," and he was Star. No. (laughs) Deep Space Nine. And uh, he was Starfleet Commander-in-Chief in in Star Trek V, Six, The Undiscovered Country. And I'm like, how can he be two different characters? He was the other guy in Deep Space Nine. That's right. And you know Trekkies and Trekkers pay fucking attention to that. Yeah, pay a lot of attention to that. All right, the Rockers. Hey, do they win? So the, how do you, how do you think okay. they made this movie? So, I mean, this is pretty impressive. Look, he comes back. He's off the bench, right? Kind of by a fluke. He was being patient. So now we're going to get to see uh, his fucking skills. He stole a black man's dance move, right? He took. He, no, stole he the... ran forward. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, like he he ripped off Pele. He ripped off Pele's move. Oh, Pele is a black soccer player. You're so pretty. Yeah. Hey, oh my God! So uh, that really is the old. Okay, it's a, that doesn't exist okay. anymore. So we now we have no. That's there's a, another stadium uh, right on top of it. Jimmy Hoffa still lays the knee. So <laughs> we like this kind of thing. We should have seen it in the beginning, and him. Like when he was doing tryouts, you know, they spent the money on his finale things. Look at the Egyptian who used to hate him, loves him. Yeah, his moment is shine. So now he he kind of fluke got in. He's doing his Pele skills, and it's paying off. Everybody's, you know, he's bringing the rockers to winning. Now, so this is like one of those movies where the newspaper headlines and the sports announcers lead, yeah. uh, tell the story. Yes. Well, I mean, aid the story, yes. Yeah. But also we got, like, a lot of imagery like this. Well, look, Sports Illustrated. Poor Vinny. All right, he's sidelined. Down and out. This film is immature. This was an immaturely written film. It has base, stupid emotion. I feel sad. I can't play anymore. Ooh, look, New York Times, you made Sports Monday. That's pretty impressive. And he made... uh, Look, Pele. Pele's just watching this out. Think about that, though. He's in the deep heart of Brazil, like not even Sao Paulo or something, and he's got... He's looking at his his subscription to the local Giants, you know... But everybody everybody in this town plays soccer. You saw the kids playing soccer. So soccer, there's going to be a sports section in the local paper. Oh, look, Vinny's drinking. Yep, that's right. And so it's going to be like, hi, I'm up and, and positive, almost negative, almost the opposite of myself in this whole film. Yeah, well, I'm drinking. What do you think about that? It's okay. It's all right. The, it's, uh, a di- it's a dichotomy. You know, like you got your Thompson twins and you got your Bruce Springsteen. They're yeah. two different things. Yeah. So I can't believe they, they got Vinny up to, like, they got a ramp and then they brought him up to the sixth floor. <laughs> Listen, this is a dichotomy. Listen, guys, I, this is not about what our podcast is about, but I just want to say be nice to your economy. 
Well, it's alive, all right? I mean, one day, uh -huh. it's just going to, you know, dichotomy. So in the living years, be nice to come. Yeah. The sooner or later, and they everyone tends to do the, the dichotomy. He goes, look, I'm an arrogant sports team owner. I'm what? Yeah, my business holding, guy. Right. Right. He's holding court while he's working out. Yep. Yep. And uh, this guy's like, hey, Vinny's job, Vinny's job, and he's like, eh, don't got any more room in my organization. So he's going to be a prick, like he's going to single-handedly just be like, listen, get Vinny a right. job, get Vinny a Do job. Do you remember the lesson he learned at the car bugging the coach? Do you think he learned that lesson? No, he no. did not. He is going to bully this Brock motherfucker all the way to, like, a, the team doing a, a boycott. Yeah. yeah. A I, I want you to replace the kid. No, I, I'm not. I, I think the kid has a point. What? Yeah, we're on strike. I am Spartacus. Oh, there we go. Up and down. Oh, look, 1979. Well, that's an old poster. I am Sporta Hug. I am Soccer Kiss. <laughs> Football. Football. The rest of the world calls it Football. You ever see uh, the rest of the world? The movie was called The Fifty First State, but Formula Fifty One has Samuel Jackson and Meatloaf, and uh, Robbie Coltrane uh, from Train Spotting, and their big finale is at a soccer match where uh, uh -huh. ultimately they give Meatloaf in a, a, a chemical that blows up Meatloaf. So they have like a soccer game, and it was like a big deal for, uh, and then the the box blows up in blood. But no one cares because they're watching the soccer game. <laughs> How did he get out there? You know what I mean? Actually, yeah. no, he could have. He could have easily. He could have okay. not. First off, the, the owner said, hey, whatever, man. We'll, we'll talk about Vinny after the big game tomorrow. I think you should go home because of the big game. And what does he do? He fucking hangs out. They allow him to hang out at the stadium the night before. Go home and get some rest, dude. Go. Go. Oh, look, he's got ten tennis balls on his shirt. You remember that, Mike? Like, yeah, I remember like that. it started to ten, sure, but they started to have logos on shirts for the first time in the mid '80s, right? I mean, we never had that growing up in the '70s. There was that well, joke one, Mister Bubbles. Oh, right, Mister Bubbles. Yeah. But we had that weird, 70s had weird t-shirts. So they're either Keep homemade custom ones, like the right. iron ones that have like yeah. Carl Rocks. Yeah. Or they'll have like weird designs or Mr. Bubble. And, but there was like Perrier, I guess. There, Look at that. Izod, I think, kind of like helped commercialize stuff. Look at Brendan Burn Arena. Brendan Burn Arena. You saw where was, the trucks parked. I've been in here a couple of times. I also saw David Bowie's Glass Fighter Tour here in yeah. the Stadium. Yeah. Great. Great. Nothing like David Bowie performing to us. No, he did this song. It's called Up the Hill Backwards it, from that tour. Like, okay, the reason I love that tour is I loved all those classic albums, those German periods and yeah. everything. But then when it was Glass Spider, remember, he's young. He's young. He's 40. You right. know what I mean? So we heard those old Ziggy Stardust stuff, but with today's rocks. You know, I agree. He did time, and I was like, I yeah. love this song. Yeah, 
So yeah, it was fun. But you know, it was a stadium tour with with like a lot of elaborate stuff on stage. So right, either you could see it or you could kind of see it. It was still a spectacle. It what about cool. the globe? Did he have the big globe? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The glass spider, I guess. No. Uh, oh no, he had the glass globe, but he had like different other structures. I think. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was like an egg shaped. Yeah. Right. Above. No, but um. At the beginning of maybe it was a different David Bowie show. At the beginning, there was this huge globe on the stage, and he was singing. And when he got to one important part in the song, right, he punched it, and we found out it was like a beach ball kind of globe. Oh wow! It launched into the audience. I'm sure it happened. I'm sure it was the same tour. They had a lot of stuff like that. That's cool. They, yeah, they played in the crowd. Oh, so halftime. Shut up about Vinny. Just yeah. play the game. Play the fucking game, or it's going to be fucking trouble. Don't make my accountant walk behind me. Oh, too late. <laughs> Smithers. Smithers? Yes, sir, yes, Mr. Boss. Yes, yes, Mr. Boss. For years, man has desired to blot out the sun. For years, man has contrived a way to blot out the sun. <laughs> I'm watching this classic, like, hanging out at a giant stadium. Yeah, and you see, like, this is just sort of like, they just had the cameras going. I, I really think that this would have been a much better production film if they had choreographed all this bullshit and really made it look like. I'm impressed that they could take, like, footage that looks like shot from a real game, like the crowd and stuff. And, and put then, it in. Yeah, and then have these guy actors and their uh, soccer ringers go on the field when they have the opportunity to reshoot there and then uh you know combine the two so it looks real right like it looks seamless it's pretty good Head. yeah because they have Head. their extras on the close-up shots yeah right this is what i mean by mtv this you count the seconds between shots it's not more well, than three it's... seconds one two three one two three you know like it's four Four. Okay, well, Pele, okay. Pele but I see your point, but I'm just saying that this is a MTV, this is a sports segment. Right. They are not MTV throughout this film, but. It's very flimsily put together. Like, they, they have footage from different scenes of different stuff, yeah. and they want to make it make it in seamless. So, you know, it's got. I think it's probably the best part of the movie. Whoa. This is what I paid to see, soccer. I paid to see right. soccer. Now, they really broke the rule. We should have been seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of soccer in the beginning of Act 2. The movie poster moments. Maybe some, something that says, wow, I can't believe I'm watching this on the big screen. Like, this soccer like for instance, like, like, Jimmy does get a chance. Like, some guy breaks his leg. So, we in the beginning of Act 2, you get him in there. You know, it's he's on the team now. He's going to play. And then you start the benching stuff. That way you can get that scene in there and have a really choreographed soccer challenge game. The goal! You know, a big moment of... Well, everyone has a moment in this movie. Like, I can't believe this, these are the actors. Like, that's Mario Van Peoples playing. Oh, here he is. He's like, this fire is... him. Fire him. You fire him yourself, Brock. No, we love this guy. He's not an egotist. We all think he's a good guy. He also wrote the Are you okay, play. Coach? Because it looks like he's leaning. Yeah. Well, you know, someone has to hold up this movie. 
Brock is going to kiss him. Look at that. Oh, no. Yeah. They, they had a spat. They had a... Oh, good. So the movie's almost over because we have 90 seconds left in the game. <laughs> that's, Kick. Another thing about, that's another thing about like American football. They'll say like 90 seconds, and someone like myself who hates sports will be like, oh, thank God. Oh, time out. We'll be back after this. Da, 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 da. You know, and then they'll come back. That's NBC, NBA on NBC theme song I just sang. But you know what I mean? Like, Wait a minute. Does basketball out. have they, breaks they, for commercials? They do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Haley's watching from home. Yeah, it's on channel three. It's on channel three, right? Yeah. And he, you know, he did not. He had rabbit ears. He had antennas. Come on. This is like you know the world loves to watch American soccer. (laughs) We're a joke to the world. I went to a Yankees game with a bunch of Israelis from my job, and they were laughing at the game, you know, because they love soccer. And they were saying, like, this isn't a sport, it's a game. And they were saying, like, they were watching how they throw it around, you know, it goes around the bases, and they were like, that's so everyone gets a chance to touch the ball. (laughs) You know, because the pitcher's like, wind up, pitch, break, 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 break. Wind up, pit. you know, it was so slow right. paced to them. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I guess like if you're a fan of soccer, football, and uh, like basketball, it's it's really high paced. So then when you yeah. sit, you know, don't so get me started. My idea is called fastball. What it is is it's an arena baseball. It's indoors. You don't have a pitcher. You have a pitching machine. It pitches you four strikes. If then those are your strikes. You know people will be hitting, you know, professional baseball players. And there's no home run. It's a wall, and there's a ceiling. So you're going around the bit. You hit that ball, and you got to right. hustle your ass. They're going to throw, you know, bouncing off the wall and fastball. And girls can play. Girls can play. <laughs> wow. Hey, you really thought this out then. You're right on that, buddy. Yeah. Now we have the strike, the revolt, the boycott, the the, the revolution. I am Spartacus. Yeah. Hey, number eight, I want you to replace that kid. Uh, I'm number six, first of all, and second of all, no way. <laughs> <laughs> number eight, I want you. To, I, I'm number six, first of all. Who stole the cookie from the cookie jar? Number six. Could be. Right. Could not be. Then who? Eight stole the cookie. Number eight stole the cookie from the cookie jar. Well, first of all, I'm six. And second of all, (laughs) number seven. All right. So this is we. All right. Looks like they, the team blackmailed them all. Yeah, they did. Now, Mario Van Peoples, I don't know. Did they have a, know they had a gem? They might not have known for. Um, well, you know, he worked. For he acted Penelope a lot. Of, Miller. He, he he was in a lot of movies in the eighties. Yeah. Right. You mentioned the, the Jaws three D and the the. First well, movie. Heartbreak Hotel, Heartbreak Ridge is that what it's called? That's yeah, the one with Clint Eastwood. Right. That was a pretty high profile movie. He's in this movie the same year. I don't know. Yeah, and no one rem- no one remembers this movie. But 
commercial you think break. Some contingent of soccer fans who really do. look at that. You're flying from Newark Airport, you can do it. <laughs> right? Yeah, I could taste the warm beer already. Thanks warm. for the job, Mr. Miss Congratulations, Mr. Vinny. Welcome aboard. He says, well, a, hey, does that rich kid have anything to do with it? Well, and there's actually, a rumor yeah. going around. Yeah. And so is he pissed or is he happy? He's, He's happy because this film is immature. I would be pissed. He's doing charity again. I would misinterpret Look, it. All these characters, including our hero, are two-dimensional characters. You know, They all love our hero. They're all like, our hero's great. Look, the hero's going in there. Yeah. 